uh, environmentalists and farmers are tonight continuing to digest the European Commission's new climate targets for the EU to cut greenhouse gas emissions by 90% by 2040. An ambitious plan or a watering down, too harsh on farmers or a sop to farmer protesters. The announcement from European Commission President Ursula von der Leyen could well influence both elections here and across Europe come June. And Christina Finn, this rollback and specifically on the sustainable use of pesticide regulation, is it a surprise? Yeah, it's somewhat a, su- a surprise, I think, because most people will think of um, the Commission President Ursula von der Leyen and think that, you know, she rather does stick her, her foot down in the mud sometimes and, and doesn't seem to waver on a lot of things. But this seems to be following the incidences that we've seen, um, particularly in Paris. We had our own uh, protest um, of the farmers there last week as well in support of that. Um, there does seem to be um, an issue here, I think, Europe-wide. And she has announced there that she's recommending that the block shelf that plant cut the pesticide use in agriculture. Um, and it is being, I think, seen as a concession. And look, it's it's no coincidence here that we are in a election year coming up to the, the Europeans. Um, this being a, a very much a hot topic. Would, would she have um, wavered on it if it was not? I'm not so sure. Um, but I think there's no doubt about it that we've seen um, you know, the polarisation, the tensions between government mm-hmm. and the farming community, even, you know, at the Fianna Fáil um, uh, thinking, you know, you had farmers there protesting outside and the agriculture um, minister having to come out, Michal Martin. And, you know, there does seem to be continuous, I think, tensions. And, um, you know, I, I think the focus here, and we've heard it time and time again in the doll, is, is the word just transition. And I think, uh, you know, that cohort of um, of people just feel that they're being left behind and not being brought and with... M- Sorry to interrupt you there, Christina. Marco Cahasig, uh, this decision in relation to, to pesticides, your party colleague, Grace O'Sullivan, described it as a bitter blow for biodiversity and human health. Do you agree? Yeah, I do. Um, I, I mean, I can understand how it came to pass. So the, the kind of labyrinthine nature of European politics where you have to kind of play this past the parcel between the Parliament, the Council and the Commission. And, and what you're seeing is a Parliament reaching the end of its mandate and I think Ursula von der Leyen realised there wasn't going to be sufficient movement to get this across the line before uh, we came to But is to it elections. just about politics? Farming organisations across Europe, including here, had deep reservations about this specific measure. Now, can I tell you the good news about here? Over the last, over the last four years, we've had a 33% drop in our pesticide use here. So we're well on the way, in fact we will easily make a 2030 target of a 50% drop in pesticide use. And it's something that's written into our climate, act, uh, excuse me, our biodiversity action plan as well, action uh, 2.B.6. But, but th- there's, farmers there's good are also news. saying in relation to the overall plan that some of it might be might be too strident. So I know you're pointing towards that. But no, that's I, I what they think might we're argue. well on the way and we've had a tripling of land in organics. You, you have to bear in mind as well, the context here is quite different where we have a lot of grassland, which isn't as pesticide reliant, whereas, you know, big cereal farmers on the continent would find it more difficult. So actually, I think we're really well positioned to forge ahead with it. Like, I mean, if we kept that target ourselves nationally, that means we have a seven 
17% reduction to try and accomplish over the next seven years, uh, six years. My God, my maths oh. is very bad. Um, and I, I think we're well on the way when to doing Michael it. But we're very disappointed in the When European Michael context. Fitzmaurice, it sounds like it's all good news if you listen to your Green Party parliamentary colleague. Well, first of all, I wouldn't believe a word out of Hurst of Vendelein. That's the first thing I think you'll, you'll <laughs> I see. I thought you were going to say me, Michael. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, 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 Mark. I would never say that. Um, because I have... Uh, look, at, it's coming to an election, and I would be very wary coming near an election. She's part of the EPP, I think, if I'm correct. Mm-hmm. And um, seemingly from polls done around Europe, they, are, they appear to be under pressure. So look, they'll do anything coming for the next three or four months and you'll hear everything. Um, it's nearly like the silly season when the doll is closed. <laughs> um, in relation to uh, pesticide, um, to be quite frank about it, whether you're a vegan or not a vegan, um, uh, if you don't, and Mark will, will know this, if you're growing uh, the different types of cordons, and especially in Europe, and I think while it might be uh, nice to hear the percentage that Ireland has reduced, it's because our tillage area has reduced so much um, that you, you know, whether we, if we want food, you'll have to be using a certain amount of pesticides. There's no point in saying we don't. There are parts of it that I would question in the line of when I was a gossoon uh, and we saw the garden. Um, if you pull lettuce or whatever different uh, stuff you, you, you had sown, um, if lettuce would get black within three or four days after you're pulling them. Now you can get them from Spain and they're looking lovely for about two or three weeks. So, so there's something wrong lo- there. Do lo- you know what I mean? Lo- lovely lovely lettuce in Spain, Michael Fitzmaurice. Yeah, yeah I'm Jennifer- not saying they're not lovely, but I'm, what I'm saying is it's rather unusual that they're able to um, live that long compared with our but, ones. But Jennifer Whitmore... One last thing... Um, there is. It depends on where you come from in a country as well. In, in the line, of, if you come from fairly good land, you don't have to be using that much. But look at where I'm from, and let's call a spade a spade. There's a thing called rushes, and you know you can cut them, but they'll come back up, and you have to use it. But you use it prudently. You don't let it be going near. You know, there's, there's set and distances back Jennifer that you, you keep away more, from. You've, you've from, heard from, the, the, from, the points uh, areas. In, in, in relation to pesticide use there from Michael Fitzmaurice. What do you think? Look, I think it was really disappointing actually that the EU rolled back on that. I think it was a real opportunity to, to set um, farmers on a pathway to, what do to you reducing... to say to Deputy Fitzmaurice? Um, well, look, I think... Tell me I how mean, you grow obviously... Sorry, say that again, Michael? Tell me how you grow it so. Tell me how you're going to have your Weetabix in the morning or your porridge. Tell me how well, the I, world I think, is going to have it because everyone can talk the dream of, of organic and whatever. A certain amount of organic works. But if you want to feed the world, you have got to do the... You have to use a certain amount. That's it. That yeah, but I mean, the reality is, Michael, I mean, like something like 84% of our land, there's pesticides um, present in it and they're persistent. They're there for years, even after pesticide is banned. It's in our waterways. Um, it's... It's, it's, you know, our, our insect populations are, um, are are dying because of it. So if, if we don't get this right, there is going to be no food. I mean, that is just the absolute look at, reality I'm hearing of that it. coming so, out for the last so, few but, years, Jennifer. But, but, but Michael, you're uh, the one who's saying that... If you look at the tonnage of green from, around the world... You're the one who's saying lettuce sound. coming from Spain is, is staying um, fresh. Yeah. When, and you can't figure yeah. it out. The yeah. reason it's staying fresh is because it's covered in chemicals. It's mm. not good for people. I mean, mm. you know, pesticides are linked to cancers, um, Parkinson's. 
you know, it, it is not good for people. The only thing we have it's to be careful of. Nature. I think, I and think if we, we don't get it right, we won't have any food. We won't have any farms. Uh, yeah, so I we think, need to be able to work within the environment that we have. And what's really important is that we support farmers to do that. We did not use these levels of pesticides 40 years briefly, ago. Briefly, Michael, I want to bring yeah, yeah, back uh, in Marco uh, Cahill's uh, Just uh, one thing. The reality of it is in where in the area of the west of Ireland, and I'm not ashamed to say that we come from fairly average uh, Russian land. <laughs> if we don't have something to control the rushes, we won't be living in the land. So, like, that's the bottom line. Marco so we have, to, we have to have a bit of cop on about it. Well, uh, there's a few points I want. Firstly, I was getting desperate Liz Truss flashbacks, uh, all this talk about lettuce, but anyway. That's neither, yes. that's neither here nor there. The other thing is, I'd, I'd say, look, we're not talking about the elimination of pesticides. This was a 50% reduction yeah, But the, the Irish Farmers Association, uh, in fairness, when welcoming this announcement from Ursula von der Leyen, they said without access to these products or in terms of what was proposed, they could have been looking at at least a 15 to 20% cut in yield for wheat and barley and more for the potato but crop. No, I, again, I want to clarify, we weren't talking, like it's a 50% reduction in the use of pesticides is what we were talking about here. And I want to make the analogy between um, the fertiliser use actually. And when we started to move away from just fertiliser use on the rye, ryegrass sward and we start moving now to these mixed species swards, the farmers have found their production is still staying up uh, and they're reducing their fertiliser inputs. And similarly, if you start using things like integrated pest management alongside a reduced uh, pesticide rate, you can get the same results with fewer inputs. That means the farmer gets to keep more money in his pocket while growing food. So there's there's ways that we can do this. There's ways that we can work this that isn't just that kind of black and white. Either we're going to use pesticides or we're not going to have wheat picks. You know, that's yeah. kind of a false dichotomy. There's yeah. a way that we can farm much closer to nature that's actually going to provide good outcomes for the farmer, for biodiversity and for everybody. Jennifer, and, one, and absolutely... Well, Can I just come in there, Barry, just, yeah. just to say, I mean, what I, I would really love to see the government doing is is actually focusing on the land it, it owns itself, you know, like, you know, dealing with like and in relation, say, with, with pesticides, you know, dealing with um, state owned land, with Quilcha, with local authorities. Um, I know um, Mark's colleague, um, um, I've just blanked on her name now. Um, the MEP Grace, oh, no Grace O'Sullivan so yeah. was saying, you know, she was very disappointed, um, and you know that playgrounds and parks, national parks and stuff, w- won't be covered by this. But I mean, the government can still go ahead. I mean, the government doesn't need to wait for Europe to do this. I mean, it can actually ban uh, or greatly reduce the use of pesticides mm. in national parks, and, on and, future and lands, on on state lands, and and really that's I think we need to see. We need for the state to show the leadership in here as well, um, and not just be sort of looking to. Um, to, to other uh, stakeholders. But what to, of the overall it? plan, Jennifer Whitmore, the EU, as part of the, the measures announced in the last 24 hours, cutting net greenhouse gas pollution by 90% by 2040, but some commentary in Brussels saying the plan was severely watered down. Uh, what would be your reaction to that? And does it perhaps, I suppose, jeopardise emissions targets? Well, look at I mean, we have we have our uh, our ambitious uh, emission target here, um, and what's really important for for us is that we stay on target with it. And unfortunately, um, I think it's going to be a very very uh, hard ask. You know, I I think we're we're really at risk of not meeting those targets. And um, so, what we need to see is from our government um, making sure that all those actions that are outlined in the in the climate action plan that they are actually implemented uh, fully. 
and that they can deliver that the targets they uh, that you know that we've committed to. Obviously, it, it's you know disappointing that we're not more, being more ambitious at a, a European level. Um, but I suppose that that process is a lot. Um, can I come in there? Uh, yeah. More sort of, you know, uh, further away from us there. Mike but actually, there's a lot that we can be doing here. Um, and, you know, the reality is that a, a lot of the actions that the government have committed to, mm. we're not actually implementing but them. Um, and it's important that we do that. Just, just, just one thing. Fertiliser use has been down the last few years, I think 22 or 23 percent. The reason it's down, Barry, and the blunt reason is because the war was in Ukraine. The prices, a uh, ton of fertiliser went from about 380 and euro. What are the, to the, the overall to, plan just, to just cut one, emissions? Just one, just one second. Um, Mark is correct on the mixed species of grasses, but the only thing, you see, no more than the pesticide talk and no more than everything that we're trying to do, mixed species grasses so far are. Uh, the, look, they're showing good results. Now, there is one catch that after five or six years you have to break the cycle and put in a catch crop because of some uh, type of a problem that arises in it. And if you can get over that, you need to straddle both for a while to make sure that we don't jump into one thing and not have the backup of food production. Because at the end of the day, we have got to have food production. And you, you made the, um, the point in food production earlier as well, but I just want to ask you before we move on about yeah. the overall plan. As I said, some are suggesting it has been watered down or are you suggesting perhaps it could be a win for well, farmers I'll you, tonight? I'll tell you, look at this. As I say, I'm a sceptic about uh, Ursula van der Leyen. I think they will say anything now for the next three or four months. In my opinion, the plan that we have put forward here, the plan that has put for, Europe has put forward is not attainable. I've said that day one in the doll because I believe that we, we be, we, we're gone into fantasy world, that we believe we're going to do something that's not achievable by 2030. Um, it will take longer to do it. Um, farmers are willing to do their part, but at this stage, um, and I think the message needs to go out there to your listeners. Every farmer this year in the new cap, or in the BIS we call it, had to put a minimum of 10% space for nature. In actual fact, in the west of Ireland, a lot of farmers put 15 to 20% space for nature and they get no and thanks for doing Marco that. Marco are your green colleagues disappointed in relation to the overall plan for emissions uh, that was announced? Well, look, I haven't looked closely at the detail in terms of the watering down that happened, but a trajectory that takes us from a 55% reduction in 2030 to a 90% reduction in 2040 to kind of net zero by 2050 um, is extremely ambitious and it's completely necessary. That's what all of the science is telling us. So Michael is saying that it's fantasy land. In a sense, I agree with him. It's extremely challenging. It does involve us changing the way we live our, live fan, our lives. Fan, but fan, runaway climate change fantasy will also challenging. Affect. I'm being challenged to a break here. Back to a moment. Back in a moment. The Late Debate on RTE Radio 1.